Welcome to Realities. We are back and we are here for the month of September. We are going to talk about health and wellness. And so we have G G is with me. She's she's back. So hey, it's been a long week. <laughs> I miss y'all. <laughs> um, last week actually D was on with me. So G was preparing for school and all that good stuff. So hopefully for all of you all that has kids that are virtual learning. Hopefully you have um, your wine stocked and whatever <laughs> else you choose to use <laughs> to keep you calm because that's a necessity at this point. It's a little harder than wine, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we are going to talk about health and wellness for children. Um, I have, we have one of Bowie State's own. <laughs> BSU. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Jojo with us. Um, and Chef Jojo, as many know and will know, is um, an amazing chef um, in the DMV area, but I'm pretty sure you're all over because I've seen you go a pretty further out than just the DMV area. Um, and so he's going to share some amazing things that he's done um, thus far and we just have, you know, a conversation about health and wellness in regards to your children, what specifically needs to, um, what we need to do as parents for our children learning from home. It's very easy for us to hand them that Snickers bar and tell them go about their business. So we want to just talk about that. So first, Jojo, um, introduce yourself. How long have you in a chef or in a culinary field per se and just your background yeah sure so um i've been in the dmv area uh for it'll be 20 years and uh a year from now it'll be it'll be 20 years since i've been in this area came came out here from new york to attend college uh over at Bowie state university and yeah. um graduated in my bachelor's it's funny that my bachelor's was in uh, graphic design so Clearly, I had no intentions of becoming a chef. So, was that just so you can get out of school quicker? I mean, <laughs> not actually. Um, that, like, graphic design, like that was my original background. That's what I saw myself doing. Um, becoming a chef was the last thing um, I imagined myself becoming. But uh, it became the best thing that ever happened to me. I've been cooking professionally for the past. It'll be eight years coming up. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. And I uh, didn't go to culinary school. Um, so for those, whoever's out there that have aspirations on, uh, you know, jo joining this uh, career field, um, if for, for any reason you can't get into culinary school, don't get discouraged. Um, my advice is to find uh, a, a great mentor, someone who could train you. Um, and also working at a restaurant, that's probably some of the best experience you could ever have. But yeah, um, becoming a chef not only became my career uh, field, but it became my purpose because I'm able to influence and mm -hmm. inspire people. So, yeah. Awesome. I'll say for, I am, I, I'm, I'm definitely not a chef, not even a cook. Um, <laughs> but I have worked, um, primarily in the hospitality industry for all of most of all of my career at this point as a um, HR professional. And I will say the chef is like your best friend. Mm -hmm. If you work in hospitality, if you don't know a chef or a cook, you just need to go do something else because that's the person that, that really carries the, the place of business. If the chef isn't, if the chef isn't good at what he does or what she does, no need to even have the establishment running. The chef makes, makes the establishment. You might have your GM or whatever, your owners or whatever, but if your chef sucks, <laughs> <laughs> everything sucks. <laughs> exactly. And I have, yeah. I have could definitely say I've worked with some amazing, um, we always call them culinary enthusiasts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have had the pleasure to work with a lot of um, culinarians who have gone on to do bigger and brighter things. Um, a lot of them have gone on to open businesses, have, um, have um, 
education backgrounds that teach kids. I know Jojo, you do a lot of that. Um, and so it's, it is definitely cool to have that chef in your, in your uh, network. So Jenny, you might want to find one. <laughs> Look at this place. Uh, I need you to make sure you make sure all my both my kids are beaten, including myself. <laughs> my life is set up. <laughs> so yeah. So like I said earlier, during this time of um, virtual learning, it, it's easy for us as a busy parent. I'm, a lot of us are working um, for G. She's she's teaching. Right. She has a full class, mm -hmm. but. You know, it's hard for us, it's, it's very easy for us to give our children non-nutritional food um, right. and snacks, okay. for real. My we'll kids are snackers. <laughs> I'll tell you that my, my child feels like when she gets that five-minute break, she needs a snack. And so mm -hmm. she'll run and get a fruit, a fruit roll-up. And I'm like, no. She said, well, it has fruit in it. It, it actually, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess what should we well let's go back first talk about your most recent accomplishment um you have you just recently received was it a certification or it was something with in regards to children to um nutrition in regards to kids so yeah so during the uh pandemic i just feel like whenever i have that extra time i feel like i need to educate myself like it's never too late. It's never too late to learn something new. I don't care how good you are, how talented you are, and I do have experience working with children in the past, mm. but I never had that, I guess, that education when it comes to like a classroom setting. So, um, I came across a uh, advertisement, and uh, Stanford University were offering free um, online courses for um, healthy nutrition for children, and uh, decided to take that. It was, I believe it was a six week, six or seven week course. And um, it, was, it, was, it was very um, straightforward, you know, easy information. A lot of the information I already knew, but then again, I also learned some new information as well. A lot of the um, technical stuff, a lot of the scientific things like organic foods, um, how processed foods are, are made. And as far as like, you know, the advertisement, um, advertisements on TV, how that, um, you know, catches the attention of children. That's why they're always asking for yep. snacks like food roll-ups or cookies or whatever have you. So it was, it was, it was kind of cool to uh, see it from that uh, perspective. And then they also um, offered a cooking demonstration showing whoever was, a, you know, uh, taking the course, showing you easy ways, easy steps on how to make a quick meal for your children, quick mm -hmm. snacks for your kids. And with me being a chef, you know, I already knew those things. So, but you also have people that might be dietet, diet, you know, uh, you might have people that are dietitians, mm -hmm. nutritionists, who are, you know, um, taking that course and, you know, learning the cooking part. So, but yeah, it was great though. Um, I, think, I think I got like a ninety-three percent, which was, oh, that's you know, good. which is pretty good. So, so pretty. felt pretty good about that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 That's so. Okay. Right. So the class that you took, oh, you said over, it was eight weeks, something like that? I think it was like six or seven weeks. It was more of like a, um, like digital uh, lectures and then you take a quiz. So just pretty so, much. I'm sorry, go ahead. So they were, uh, they were pre-recorded lectures and, um, you know, so whenever, you know, whoever was taking the class, whenever they had Whenever they would have time, they could tune in and, you know, listen to the lecture, take notes, and then uh, take their quiz afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what, no cooking involved? I was, <laughs> well, it's... I didn't want them to cook. <laughs> right, I didn't want them to cook. I mean, well, in the class, the, uh, the cooking demonstration, the cooking demos were uh, pre-recorded by the uh, person who was holding the uh, lectures. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So if you chose to, you could either follow along or take the steps that she offered and recreate that recipe whenever you had time to do that. So, okay. Yeah. So when we talk about um, health and wellness, we, 
health and wellness for children specifically means a whole lot of stuff. So of course we're, spe we're, we're specifically talking about, I just want to make that clear. We're specifically talking about the nutrition aspect of it. Um, I'm sure Chef Jojo doesn't want to talk about, you know, all the other aspects, physical <laughs> development and all of that stuff, but <laughs> the nutritional aspect of it plays a part in all of those other developments, in my opinion. Um, but how do you think, or for both you and G, how do y'all think that, the environment, meaning family, friends, social media, TV, plays a role in the nutrition of, or what, what our children like and dislike? How do y'all think that? that I, think, I think it plays a huge role. Um, even from taking that course, uh, you know, they, they, they spoke about how um, when children watch television and how commercials are being played with a lot of uh, foods that, uh, you know, catch their attention, like 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 sugary cereals and, and cookies and fruit snacks and things of that nature. All those options are highly uh, processed and lack nutritional value. And um, just from that alone, could uh, increase the risk of obesity. It could increase uh, the risk of children not paying attention. You know. Um, being hyper because of all the sugar that's in those foods. Right. As far as the family aspect, I think that um, in this day and age, this generation, um, a lot of people have fallen away from eating food together as a family, um, and then also cooking as a family. And uh, I feel like if children are in that type of environment when they're you know, eating a healthy, nutritious meal with their family, then they'll have a higher risk of, you know, having health, healthier lifestyles as they get older. So a lot of those factors definitely um, play a part. Mm -hmm. I will also say, for me, family does play a big part. My family, um, my mom is, she loves to cook. She's not, you know, a chef or anything like that, but she's an amazing cook. Good food is good food um, at yes. the end of the day. But Oh, my mom will put that whole stick of butter in there. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was season the heck out of some food. I mean, we we just cooked out recently, just over the weekend, and we're just making some simple baked beans. And she coming in with a half a half a cup of sugar. I'm like, whoa, what you doing? She's like, that's how I cook. If you don't like how I cook, then you need to you need to do them yourself. I'm like, all right, you got it. But it's that you know. For me, family does play a huge role. Um, as I got older and started, you know, just learning on my own, I guess, and then, you know, being married to um, someone who's very health conscious because of the um, the medical history of his own family, it changes what you now do. And so for our household, we don't eat the same way as I did growing up. So mm -hmm. that whole, it was a, it's, it's what, they call lifestyle change, I guess. But when I go to mom's house, if I if I if mom is making my plate, you gonna eat it the way mom made. You definitely are right. And Absolutely. like in, in my house, we don't eat, we don't buy regular bacon. But I love bacon, so I'm gonna turkey get my regular bacon. As you should, as you should. Turkey, turkey, turkey bacon. bacon. Oh, she said, she said turkey bacon. Uh, she said no, turkey. Tur turkey don't make bacon. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> Thank you. Bacon makes bacon. It's flavored cardboard. That's what turkey bacon is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no, that not. does make a whole lot of sense. It does taste like cardboard. That thought. Yes. yes. Flavored cardboard. Yeah, the one-year-old will not, she refused to eat it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with my mouth. I don't I'm think she, her. she can't chew it, so she refused to <laughs> eat it. But it does, like I said, family, family does pay, play a huge role in, in what we eat. Um, as you get older, I don't really think the media does because you kind of have already decided for yourself, but it does play a role for the kids because, you know, they're, oh, mommy, can I have, can you buy me those Fruit Loops? I'm not buying, you know, you don't, no, you're not going to get it. But they don't understand that because it's, well, so-and-so has it and she bought it for her snack for school. Why can't I have it? And why are you giving me apples in my lunchbox? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they got fruit roll-ups mm -hmm. and, and, and chicken nuggets and stuff mm -hmm. like that out the back so yeah mm -hmm. what about you DJ? I, I would say the mccoy household is very different <laughs> we definitely eat different um it is it is how you were raised though because 
you know, my husband, he used to grow up eating McDonald's and eating uh, was a Big Macs like day in and day out. And those weren't things that I would eat because my mother would home, my mother would make home cooked meals. But my mother right. was kind of the same way. She would she was she would make it the way she was brought up. And you know, black households for the most part is throwing pounds of sugar and mm-hmm. pounds of butter into yep. food because it makes yeah. it taste good. Right. But um, my daughter is six now and about six years ago, my husband got really sick and we couldn't figure out what it was that made him sick. So he had to cold turkey stop eating a lot of foods and because he stopped eating a lot of foods, I stopped eating, but not bacon. Um. <laughs> moderation. Moderation. <laughs> Nothing wrong with bacon and moderation. At all. At all. Um, but so I, a lot of the foods that I would cook, I did change up how I made them and how I cooked um, what I did with them because we didn't, like I said, we didn't know what was making him sick. And we were at a point where we were like, we can't go through this because he was sick for like six months. Wow. And it just, um, once we changed up what he was eating and he stopped eating certain things, it all went away. And since we, like I said, we didn't know a lot of the things I just won't make for him. But of course, you know, yeah. we still have our things that we make on the side, but I still don't make it with a ton of butter and a ton of right. sugar because you don't want your kids growing up thinking that sugar belongs in everything. And right. I have a stick of butter in your macaroni and cheese because you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. It does taste better, but you don't. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. So, so what do you, like I said before, also my kids are, and this is something all my family know, they, they joke about it. My kids are snackers. Yeah. I have probably one of the best pantries for kids mm-hmm. possible. Everyone comes over and they love Auntie Ray's pantry. Right. <laughs> and I have an array of assortment of things there. Some mm-hmm. healthy, some not. Mm-hmm. But um, I do that to keep them, because, you know, some things they want and some things we want them to have. Right. But it gets boring and they, you know, my kids will have a whole fit if they if they don't have a fruit snack or something like that. But from your perspective, Chef, like what can we do to get them like my kids love candy? And the dentist actually yes. told us to give them diabetic candy. So mm-hmm. give them the candy that a diabetic will would eat. So basically you give them the candy from your grandma's pocket at church. <laughs> the peppermints and the yes, that's what that is. But no, oh, man. we that's went to the tr- dentist and they gave they gave Kenzie a lollipop, and I was like, "What? Hello? She just got her teeth cleaned. Why would you do that?" So she's like, "No." And she explained to me. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna give you one to taste too. It tastes horrible. I don't know what kind of flavor or what what makes it sweet. It's something she told me. I forgot the words. A long word, but she's like, that is actually better than the sugar that's in all of the other." Uh, snacks that they eat so yeah. if you give them that if they need that sugar rush then you can give them that it won't do it won't have them bouncing off the wall but it'll give them that fix that they need per se right, right but right. from your from your experience like what what are some alternatives to like the candies and cookies that the kids love the rice crispy treats that gina dips in chocolate and strawberry <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been doing a program, uh, it's been about a year since we've been doing it. Um, it's a program with, uh, that I'm doing with a friend of mine called healthy, um, healthy choices. And, um, what we do is we go to, um, one of the, uh, developments in Southeast, one of the housing developments in Southeast DC, and we actually get the kids involved in making their own healthy snacks. So I feel like getting the kids involved themselves could, um, increase the chances of them maybe, you know, leaning toward eating, you know, healthier snacks, um, letting them feel like they are part of the whole process. Right. So um, whether it's baking your own cookies or baking your cake, you, the parent, have the, have the uh, control to, you could control, you know, um, how much of what ingredient you're putting into what you're making, okay. you know? So if you're right. trying to monitor the amount of sugar, that they're consuming, you have to control to do that. And then also look at healthy alternatives. So if you're making a healthy snack that um, 
you know, require sugar. Maybe looking at switching that out with honey or agave, oh, you know, yeah. or, or maybe even brown sugar, you know, which is uh, better than using white sugar. Right. Um, but as far as my experiences, I'm all about getting the children involved in making their own healthy snacks. Um, so if you're craving a Snicker bar, learning how to make a, um, I call them little oatmeal bites. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I, make, I did see that. I yeah. saw that. It's so, supposed to taste like a Snickers? It's not, no, it tastes, honestly, to me, it tastes better than Snickers because lies, lies. I need, <laughs> I need you to make that and I need uh, you to, uh-uh. I'm, Let me tell you this, though. I enjoy good Snickers every now and then, but it makes me feel like crap after I eat it. It does. So, so, yeah. it's, a, so it's a beautiful thing when you're, you know, chewing it and the flavors is coming together. But like five minutes later, you feel like crap. Where like, you know, with, with the kids making their own snacks, you know, it gives them the energy that they need. If they're going out and playing, it's something that they can eat in between and you don't have to worry about them, you know, slowing down or feeling sluggish or whatever have you. So um, as far as like the more like more on the foodier side, um, you can, they can learn how to make their own ice pops. You know, there are recipes out there where you can make their own ice, ice pops with fresh fruit, uh, s- smoothies. Uh, fruit kebabs and with a little dipping sauce. Oh, cool. So then you you make ice cream, right, G? Then y'all make ice cream over. We made, um, yeah, we, but it was, it, it wasn't that good. Oh, gosh. Nah. You gotta was, tell me what you, you know, did. No, because you know how when you were, when you were younger, um, and everybody, everybody may not have done it, but some schools might have done where you would take, uh, the ice and put the ice in a bag and then put, um, I forgot it's like sugar and salt. It was salt and then uh-huh. and then you kind of mixed it together and right. it was something else and then it ended up making ice cream. The kids hated it. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't Cold Stone. I'm a right. Cold Stone fan, so. Mm-hmm. But I need you to um, I need you to email me that because I want to taste that 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 Snickers thing because it's really piquing my interest. Well, I'm not. I don't. I definitely don't want to call it a Snickers thing because it's no like, isn't it definitely not a Snickers bar? I would compare it to a, like a granola bar, like a um, chocolate you, okay. granola bar or something. I you can know, do. You, you know what I'm saying? Because you know kids love those little granola bars, and they're and, and, and those are highly processed as well. Yeah. But I, I but I could definitely uh, send that recipe over, and then offline we could talk. I'm also doing virtual classes for kids where they could actually make it along with me. Oh, cool. Yeah. So so we could definitely set that up. Okay. Yes, because I try. Thir- well, can't do Thursdays no more. But. No, we try to keep the kids uh, doing certain things. So we, mm-hmm. if we'd have known this, we would have been on. Oh yeah. Hey, it's never too late. Oh so. yes. We doing the um, last school year, last school, I guess, yeah, school year, um, right. this year, when um, they decided to pull the kids out in what March. Um, we decided, uh, G and, and, and my cousin, we decided to do something every Thursday with the kids to kind of just keep them active because, of course, at that point, they were just giving them work to do mm-hmm. and they weren't logging on or anything like they're doing now. So we yeah. did something different with them every Thursday. But, of course, now that school's in session and everybody's kind of back to some sort of reality. Um, yeah. <laughs> it ain't normal, it's, it's, so yeah, it's, right. It's kind of hard, but I don't know. Yeah, we could, we definitely can try to figure that out, right? Yeah, Wednesdays when them kids ain't doing the right. Another story. Yeah, um, yeah, because my well, my kids are actually big on smoothies, which is everybody's kids aren't. But I guess yeah. because they grew up, you know, my kids aren't old, so they're like, how old are my kids? Six and eight. So yeah. as they're growing up. <laughs> Apparently be like that sometimes. <laughs> I'm telling you, the way my life is set up, I just gotta think about a lot of things now. Yeah. But they eat um they drink smoothies because that's the really the only way. My, my daughter is just like um uh, uh I gotta call you Mackenzie. Rayshawn's um girls and she's a snacker and she likes mm-hmm. sweets. But the only a lot of the only ways we can get her to eat vegetables is putting it in a smoothie. Mm-hmm. And I will put it in a smoothie, the spinach in a smoothie, and that's the only way. So she'll eat a, uh, she'll drink a smoothie like it ain't no tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. But put a salad in front of her, she's like, um, that's gross. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, back up mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we're virtual learning, um, 
majority of the parents are home. Um, what are what are some ideas or some suggestions that sh- that you can give to families um, whose kids to keep the kids eating healthy? Um, well, yeah, just eating healthy during virtual learning. So, like for me, I make sure that I meal prep for Mackenzie um, mm-hmm. and myself, but definitely for her mm-hmm. to make it easier one on me during the week, but two, to make sure she's getting that balance and she's not, you know, eating a cookie for lunch Mm because she realized when she was in school, that's what she was eating. (laughs) Yes. And the turkey from the Lunchable, that's all she ate. Um, Mm -hmm. We didn't learn that until we realized she still had all her money on her lunch account, but uh, (laughs) she said the food was disgusting. Um, But what are some ideas or some suggestions that y'all can give that can help parents to make life easier, like I said, but to ensure that their kids eat healthy? I would say in steering independent groups. So it's always when you catch that momentum when something crazy happens. Because <laughs> I, I, I had like a dope answer. I was just, it's okay. I, I, <laughs> I would say uh, in steering independence in them as far as having them help prepare their own meals. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier, if they feel that they are part of the process, they're going to be more inclined and they're going to be more receptive with, you know, trying different things. Mm-hmm. So if you meal prep, have your daughter help you with the meal prep, especially if she's eating, you know. It'll not only uh, be fun for her, but she's also learning about the different foods that she's putting into her body. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really big on having kids, uh, you know, becoming, I'm, I'm really big on having kids, you know, becoming interactive and, you know, letting them feel like they are part of the whole uh, experience when it comes to preparing uh, food, whether it's for them, whether it's for their families. And then it could be something that as they get older, they may take a lot, they, they may take high interest in, and then they could, you know, prepare family dinners and give you all, give you mom, mamas a break. You know? I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so give daddy a race. Like, right. Dad does. Dad does uh, dinner in my house. I have no problem with saying that. Um, everything else is on me, but I make it easier. But like I said, I I definitely um, meal prep. I don't know what you do, G, but I definitely meal prep. I actually meal prep breakfast and lunch. And before I wasn't a fan of of meal prepping like breakfast foods. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing cooking on Sunday, I only meal prep from Monday and Tuesday. Cause by Wednesday or Thursday, I don't want, so I don't want that boiled egg. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's Ew. in the shell, but I don't want it. But right. my mom always say, you have Easter eggs sitting in your basket. So why you can't eat the egg late? I'm like that. I guess so. But it's just something about, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I started meal prepping breakfast so that she could just pop it in the microwave mm-hmm. and then, um, meal prepping her lunch and then making sure her snacks are out. But also I think I would add that it's important to just have like a water bottle because it's yeah, real absolutely. for them to go snatch that soda. Yeah. Snatch yep. that juice. I agree. And I, w- I, w- I, would, I would even add um, also learning um, the proper portions. So okay. I feel that drinking water is very important, but also to balance that out, maybe like a glass of fruit juice, but knowing how much a glass of fruit juice actually is. So there could be times where, you know, you might have like these big cups Mm -hmm. in in the cabinet and you fill it all the way up. Nah, like I would say a little less than half of that cup, of that big jumbo cup is the amount that they should be drinking. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I do. Set aside snacks. So I try to balance the snacks. I try to not allow her snack selection to be boring. <laughs> right. But I still throw in like my kids, they do love fruits. They love oranges and apples and grapes yeah. and strawberries. So I see them tangerines sitting on <laughs> your right. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Everybody come in my house and be like, where y'all get these tangerines from? Wegmans. It's it's like, amazing. They never they miss the mark. I don't know why. <laughs> Everybody comes in and they're like, can I have a can I have yeah. one of the oranges? I'm like, I, sure. I don't know yeah. why it's so amazing, but they do love that. But I think it's something about, in, in my daughter's mind, that's not a snack. So she's like, no, I'll have my my fruit for breakfast, 
or for my lunch, but I don't want it as a snack. And it's like, no, it is a snack. It can mm -hmm. be a snack. And so I know we made like a little face out of the fruit before mm -hmm. in, the, in the bowl. And I'm like, all right, well, when you're ready, this is your snack or something like that. It was still boring to her, but yeah, it's like, let's, let's try that. There's also, there's also, um, you know, ways on how you can make, I guess, I don't want to say it's healthy, but it's healthier. Mm -hmm. you, I don't know if you have an air fryer, but you could, you could do air fried potato chips by, some, by slicing the potatoes, you know, seasoning up and then put it in the air fryer. And so instead of buying a bag of Lay's potato chips, which is highly processed, you can make your own, you know, from your own uh, produce, personal you know, produce and make your own, you know, um, potato chips or, uh, man, um, I know kale may not necessarily be real popular with kids, but no, G, kale, G makes some, some bomb kale chips. Kale <laughs> chips be off the chain. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Kale chips, kale chips be bomb. Good. Kale chips is bomb. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, it took me good. a minute and I tried. She's like, just try them. I tried them. They're good. Okay. They're, they're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. So kale chips are really good. Um, you know, so, you know, there, there's ways on how you could incorporate, um, I guess, making a traditional snack that may not be looked at looked upon as healthy healthier right um also um you know making your own personal pizzas um i do uh, an activity with kids all the time where they make uh, little pizzas with english muffins and then they add they add their sauce and the cheese and then i always make a requirement to at least add uh, two vegetable options and then they can add their chicken or pepperoni so it's really important to make that child halfway so Got if it. you so if you incorporate the healthier options with something that they already like, I feel that they'll be more receptive to, you know, enjoying it. Where you know you two kind of come at right. a at a, a crossroads, right? At a, at a happy medium, yeah. Well, that's cool. I never thought of, we we make our we try to have our own make our own pizza night or something like that. But one thing I found out was like cauliflower crust. Has more calories in it than a regular crust to see. Yeah, it, it the does. one we had had more calories in it. So I was like, well, I might as well get my regular crust back. I thought I was doing something big. But well, if not, you make your own, and not yeah. and not and not and, not, and um, I'm gonna say this: not all calories is bad too. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. not all calories are bad. You know, it definitely has. I mean, I feel like cauliflower crust has more. I mean, it's lighter. Um, I mean, me personally, I I think it tastes better. Yeah, it does taste good. Yes. It does taste good. But I never, I never thought of the English muffin, the use of an English muffin. Now we've done the Texas toast. Okay. <laughs> Texas toast. All, all the way unhealthy, but yes. The butter, okay. cheese, got all that. Right. Yeah, we've done the Texas toast and then made a pizza using the Texas toast. Right. That is the fattest thing ever. It, it is. <laughs> ever. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so not healthy, but it's so okay, so you're using um, the English muffin. I forgot I had a brain fart for a minute. Is it is it better? I mean, like, what's the difference between? Can I use a bagel? Why well, I gotta use an English muffin? I ain't a fan of an English muffin, but I like a bagel. Can I use a bagel? Or use a bagel. Use a bagel. I, I'm just yeah. saying, maybe. I mean, oh, is it because it has more? Cat? Yeah. I mean, like, I've always used the English muffin because they're smaller, they're a little lighter, you know. Oh, and then you could sense. also, you know, and as far as a bagel, like, the kid may not eat the whole thing because bagels are so thick compared yeah. to English muffins. Um, not but, um, and then you also have the hole in it, so they might be spreading something and something might fall through the hole, and then that's a whole situation. The hole uh -huh. of the bagel. Yeah, what you gonna do? Hey, you, you think it too? You think it far too into this? I, I've I, seen it. <laughs> I can see. I'm looking at whole it. Whole oven be on fire because <laughs> right. you let the cheese fall through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it as like the English muffin has, you know, the little what do they call them? The little pockets or whatever they call them something though. Nooks mm -hmm. and crannies. Oh, the little crevices mm -hmm. in it. I don't, I want my I want my stuff to be spread evenly, and it can't be spread evenly if it got nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah. And now my pepperoni can't lay on it the way it needs to be laying on it. It's just a lot going you on. Got, you gotta try it. Uh, like yeah. it. I'm like a whole kid right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
So let's let's talk about the importance of <clears throat> available resources during this during this time. Of course, and we're sticking to this time because we're it is what it is at this point with virtual learning and stuff. The schools are now. Um, assisting with distributing meals for those who are less fortunate and, you know, parents just can't afford for them to have lunch because they got honestly used to them eating lunch in school and having free lunch, free breakfast and all that stuff. And now you have to have a whole nother $200, $300 grocery bill because these little munchkins can surely eat. Yeah. <laughs> but having the, what what are your opinions about having the, the importance of having available resources, but also the second part of that question is how should the schools play a role in ensuring that it's healthy nutrition? Because if I'm not, if I remember or recall correctly, I remember getting a squid pizza and the corn and I'm like, this by far ain't healthy. It's yeah. nowhere near it. Yeah. It's almost like they give those that are incarcerated better food than our kids, but... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because they're making sure that they have the whole pyramid, food pyramid. On their right. Body. Yeah. But what are your what are your thoughts about just having the importance of having available resources in regards to food? Um, the schools playing an important role in ensuring that our kids are being served healthy, nutritious foods. And that's yeah, I, feel, I, I, feel, I feel like that 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 is the pinnacle. I feel like that shouldn't even come into question because you know that should be the main priority. Like the foods that they put into their bodies is just as important as what they're learning in the classrooms, mm -hmm. in my mm -hmm. opinion. If not, maybe more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, are your are your kids in uh, Mar uh, Maryland schools? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I do know that schools in uh, D.C. have um, outside contractors that provide school lunches for them. I don't know if Maryland has that at all. No, right. they they don't have the programs that DC has. That's why DC certain parts of DC is better than Maryland. But right, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like it's very important to have uh, people that actually care yeah, um, right. as far as the program itself and what they stand for. You know, I feel like that. You know, you have to think about that from the ground up, and then also the importance of the healthy foods that these kids are eating. Um, partnering with food banks and churches uh, could be a big asset. Mm -hmm. uh, nonprofit organizations that um, work with, uh, you know, providing uh, foods, healthy foods to uh, children. But I feel like, you know, it, it starts from the, uh, from, from, from the school, you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. or from the, I guess from the Board of Education, you know, making it a point that the foods that these kids are putting into their bodies is just as important as information that they're learning from their teachers in the classrooms. Right. So that's my thought on it. I mean, you know, um, that's just something that parents are going to have to take control over and making that a point, making that a point as far as bringing that up at PTA meetings or whatever that means. Okay. So they'll realize how important that is. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work, but I mean, I love your enthusiasm. It's amazing. <laughs> I care about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we all should, but I mean, it doesn't work out that way, unfortunately. Because the food that the kids, they serve those kids is disgusting. I, don't I mean, well, like one of the, like another thing that I do is I like to go to different schools and perform cooking demonstrations for kids. And I always make sure that I prepare something healthy. I can't. I can't tell you how many schools I've been to in in D.C. Mainly Ward Seven and Eight, and I perform cooking demonstrations for the kids using fresh vegetables, fresh ingredients. And how many kids would come up and say, "Hey, Chef Jojo, the food that you made is better than the school that we eat at lunch. Can we have some more? Can we have some more um, stir fry or mm -hmm. or uh, you know sautéed kale? Like it's it's, it's crazy and if people really like paid attention to that, I'm sure they would, you know, um, do something about it. Yeah. But do y'all do y'all think that they should start back teaching? I don't think I don't know if they if they still do. Home ec. I think they do. Yeah, home economics or or, or some type of nutritional nutrition class. 
I know it's I gotta took do it. I took Homec and I took um what was the other wood shop? They didn't call yeah. it wood shop. Wood shop. Uh, tech, right? Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I took both of those, which were electives. Right. But, like, my, they gotta do it, right? My my nephew said they he don't have to take the well no he took them in middle school because he, right. he he was doing um baking they were teaching mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. baking skills and so we were like well do they teach you you know about just the things that you're using to bake he's like nope they just teach us how to bake they just teach us about what you need to bake stuff and they have us bake different things and things and i'm like but you're not necessarily learning what why and and then the how it comes together if that makes sense mm-hmm. i feel like in home in home ec we learned you know the food pyramid and you know the importance of you know healthy foods and nutrition and things like that whereas they are i don't know if they're doing that anymore uh the schools that i visited um when i was working at the nonprofit Martha's table uh in dc um we had a program we would, we would go to elementary schools in uh, Ward 7 and 8 mm-hmm. and um, set up uh, pop-up farmer's markets. And okay. the kids, and once the kids would be dim- uh, dismissed from school, they could come and shop and take home uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, pantry staples at no cost. And I would, I would uh, perform a demonstration showing the parents and the children a healthy recipe using the items that they're taking home with them. Now, from that experience, um, a lot of the children there weren't taking home that. This is elementary. I was so, gonna say they only do it in like middle school and high school. Right, yeah. Elementary. That's, that's true too. So honestly, I might've been like their first experience when it came to um, nutrition, like you right. know, kind of seeing it from start to finish outside of whatever they may have at home. So right. Oh, Chef Jojo, I'm 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 saying I'm saying it because for the last actually for some years I worked in um I worked aftercare in um, DC public schools, mm-hmm. and I would see them come and it was called food prints I think it was. Uh, footprints, yeah, yeah. Oh, footprint. Okay, footprints. So yeah. It was really cool because they that's something that PG County would it would be great if they could incorporate that because. That I, I could, I actually saw the kids love the food. I mean, mm-hmm. it was stuff that you would never think of giving the kids, and they were eating it up like it was the best thing they had ever eaten before. And I did like the fact that they were, you know, the the um, the food market would give away um, uh, the whatever vegetable it was, whatever uh, starch it was. So that was a very cool idea. Right. If we could figure out how to incorporate that into PG County, it would be amazing because it also required, it also meant that when food print started, I think they also changed the food that was being bought in the school for the kids. Right. To make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So even their lunch was healthier. Now, mind you, the lunch wasn't, wasn't great, but it wasn't what you all were serving after school. When y'all had those, when y'all had the the um, things come, when y'all came in, right. but it was still a healthier option. And I mean, if they didn't eat it, they just starved. But for the right. most part, they ate it. Right. Oh, yeah, that would be figure out how to work that in the system. Yeah, and I, like I said, like as far as what they're preparing, like they they need to hire people that actually care about the food that they're making. Yeah. Like you know, it can't just be a job. That like you have to enjoy and. What you're doing, you have the passion for what you're doing. Honestly, I think it would be a cool idea if uh, there was some type of programming for um, kids in culinary school whenever they uh, finish school. Um, maybe, uh, you know, working under a program where they could learn and, you know, prepare foods, um, you know, for, for young children. Because those kids are hungry, you know. They, yeah. Like, and some some are uh, adults. They're, you know, they're looking for an opportunity. And if they could have an opportunity where they're making a difference in people's lives, I feel like, you know, you're going to put that much more into what you're doing and take right. more pride and passion. But that's just a random thought. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's really important to have people that care about the work that they're doing, whoever's feeding these kids, you know? 
we I was trying to trying to find the name of it, but I can't I can't get to it that fast right now. But at at um, one of the businesses that I that I worked for, um, the company started or or connected with um, a nonprofit organization, and what they did was they created um, a culinary program within the high schools in the area and they chose different areas. I don't know why, I, I guess it was a background or reason why they chose specific areas, but um, I was working in Arlington, Virginia and they chose the kids that were, the high school students that were coming to this program were PG County residents, were PG County high school students. And the program, it, it was it was, it was was culinary, it was through the Culinary um, Institute of America, but I can't remember what exactly the name of it, and I'll find it and post it. But um, I was I was able to take part in and be the HR expert for them per se, and so it was a it was a amazing curriculum that they put together. Um, they had executive chefs from various businesses to teach them just culinary arts, just a, just a, 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 the basics of it, how to cut, uh, how to mm-hmm. use knife skills and things right. like that. And these students actually came with their own knives and had their, had their culinary jacket, their, their chef coats on and things like that. They were ready. And it was just amazing to see how just one person taking the initiative and their and their passions and, and them wanting to learn something even even if they didn't even have an idea that that's what they wanted to do for, for right. example like 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 you chef jojo you went to school for graphic design um and then your your passion just came about with with cooking and so i think with those students that's what it was it was someone telling them like hey you should join this this club um but then not knowing that hey i'm going to be able to connect to other people and be able to shadow. And so ultimately what we did was um, they had a, I think it was, it was throughout the school year, but for us, it was, I think it was 12 week. It was a 12 week program. And so we met with them as a whole and it was the entire DMV group. If, if I, if I say that's what their, their region was called. And we talked about, you know, the, the history and the, the nutritional facts and things like that kind of taught them those things. But then from an HR standpoint, it was, this is how you can get into the career of a culinary career. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to focus on and things like that. So for me, that was that, that training piece and that teaching point. But then we turned over and had a hands-on activity with the students in which an executive chef you had, you we actually had, um, culinarians with various position titles. So mm-hmm. a chef de cuisine, a, a, the executive chef, sous chefs, garmage chefs. So we had various levels and they were able to see what those levels meant and also what their positions actually did. Because an executive mm-hmm. chef at that level, you're really not cooking anymore. You're just yeah. creating recipes. And you're the boss. Like, yeah, you're, you're the just kind of like right. telling people what to do. Yeah. And I remember executive chefs like, I don't cook anymore. I'm like, no, a, cook, a chef is a chef. You cook. That's what you do. I don't care what you do. <laughs> you cook. He's like, no, I make the recipes. I'm like, all right, well, make the recipe and cook it. How about that? <laughs> and so they actually made a watermelon sauce. I never forget this one particular case because it was kids from Oxon Hill High School. And I, I never forget because I was like, oh, shit, here we go. A, a watermelon salsa and some kind of salad. It had goat cheese or something in it. Mm-hmm. And the looks on those kids' faces like, I'm not eating that. I'm not. And so the dynamics was a little, a little different. It was, you know, kids from, it was a urban children. Right. Versus um, culinarians from Virginia, Mm -hmm. per se. (laughs) So it was very different. (laughs) And the choice of what they were teaching them was 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 different. And so Mm -hmm. I had to pull one of the chefs to the side and just explain, like, you know, they're not they're not being disobedient or anything like that. What it is is that you know you have to show them a different way. They're used to the fried chicken, or and I don't mean to say it that way, but they're used to something totally. I've, ex- I've, ex- I've experienced that. I know exactly right. what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I came in as the 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 African American woman, um, 
And I'll never forget, I, I actually was, was pregnant with Mo at the time. I'm like, look, we're going to try this food because I'm hungry. So y'all need to get at y'all stations. <laughs> somebody <laughs> need to cook me food. Matter of fact, we're going to have, we're going to see who can make the best. And whoever mm-hmm. makes the best, and I think we had already planned on giving like Amazon gift cards or something like that to them. Mm-hmm. Whoever does the best, they get this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, bet. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And it just turned it into something Competition. Totally and competition. I like, I'm like, you have to train them to kind of think differently because yeah. you pull them into something that they are like not, not used to. Right, right, right. And yeah. then we had them this particular um, group was at Union Station and Union Station has um, places within Union Station where you can have events and stuff like that. Learn right. that. Um, and so we were already taking them out of their element mm-hmm. and putting them somewhere else because they're like Union Station is a train station but you come back in this room and it's elegant and it has marble staircase and all of this beautiful scenery and they're like oh wow so it's like take them into a different a different mindset but make it positive and make it fun for them because this is not what they're used to and i would say it we 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 ended up doing it um after each after each week ended after each session ended we kept doing it and i think they're actually still doing it to this day mm-hmm. And it was just fun to actually see that they were interested. They actually got interested in something that they weren't used to. And for me, I was scared too. I'm like, I don't know if I want no water. Y'all got a whole watermelon. You about to make what with that? <laughs> you want them to get this watermelon up? They're like, come on, come on, Rayshawn, you can join in. No, I'm good. I'm just get a, I'm just getting my piece and I'm gonna stand right, make sure nobody cut this. <laughs> but it's important, I think, that the schools like we were saying, the schools get involved and, you know, big ups to those schools that allow, because it's not every school in the county that does it, but it's specific schools. I don't know how they chose them or why they chose these specific schools, but it's it's amazing that they were able to allow that program. And the kids are then, once they get into, if they're in their senior year, I think they're juniors and seniors. So for the seniors, they're then given a shadow week where they after school they do their half a day schedule they come to whichever business pick them up and they shadow the culinary department for a whole week and depending i forgot what the what the criteria was but a lot of them got hired and they started that they started as that cook to or that prep cook or what have you and i'm pretty sure i definitely know one young lady because i talked to her so much just about her attitude i'm like you got poker face it but you like it, you love it, you got to poker face it because your, your, your demeanor is what's pushing everybody kind of away from you, but you're amazing mm-hmm. at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And she's still there. She actually sent me messages and stuff on Facebook a lot. She's still there. And she's like, I, I don't even know if I really need to go to college. I'm like, well, at least go to community college. Nothing mm-hmm. else. You need a backup plan right. just in case. But I would say it's definitely to to the schools being involved i think that's that's amazing and something that they definitely should do mm-hmm. i agree i agree and i'm gonna find it i can't i don't know why i can't think of what it's called what it's called I, I don't know why i'm actually gonna see what i could do as far as um connecting with some schools and i know i know i have a lot of friends who are teachers mm-hmm. and seeing what i could do as far as connecting with them and maybe even doing a few uh virtual uh sessions with their students Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, that'd be cool. I I enjoy that a lot, so um, yeah. I'll definitely be uh, busy. <laughs> I mean, look, what's all, to her what's all, I can make a field trip. Uh-huh. Set it up. Let's do it. <laughs> we can yeah. definitely do an online field trip. Not, not, it's nothing. Set it up. Yeah. I would also say connect with the um, the aftercare centers or the daycare centers because they do oh, yeah. have a lot of older kids in, in their daycare centers specifically like one that my daughter went to they're amazing um, but they have the older kids for aftercare and they're always looking for something for the kids to do all the mm-hmm. time and they always put out um, suggestion boxes and stuff like that okay what can we do with these kids when they get here mm-hmm. aside from them playing on their video game or you know just running around in the room what else can we do? And now with, with them having to kind of be six feet, is it six feet? Have them yeah. <laughs> be away from each yeah. other. They need something like that anyway. So mm-hmm. that would be, that would be good too. 
Absolutely. Connect with them. Yeah. I agree. So, I agree. So I had one last question. What's your favorite part about being a chef? And what would you tell um, kids that are aspiring to become a chef or in the culinary field? Um, my favorite part about being a chef is that I'm able to, I could just change your whole mood. <laughs> you know, you could be having a bad day. Um, but when it comes to good food, like food, like, you know how they, how, how, how we say, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we enjoy soul food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, you, when you cook food from the soul, mm-hmm. people, pe- people could feel that. People could yeah. taste that. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the aspects. And then also um, I'm able to kind of use cooking as a tool to affect mm-hmm. and change people's lives. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been the type of person where I wanted to be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. And then God just kind of blessing with the gift of, you know, preparing food, you know, it's essential. Everybody needs it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could have a table of people, right? And they could come from different cultures, different religious backgrounds. They could have, you know, did, uh, especially now that we're living in a, high, in a really big political world, different political Ooh. views. But when it comes to, to good food, that's one thing that people could have a conversation on and agree on. So I feel like that part of being a chef is pretty, pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, as far as uh, advice that I could give to aspiring chefs, I would say be humble. Um, no matter how talented you are, no matter how good you think you are, always know that there's somebody better than you. So never be complacent, never be, never get too comfortable in where you are and always strive to be the best version of yourself. And I actually had a rude awakening with that personally. So pre-COVID, you know, I was doing my normal hustle and bustle, um, but I was becoming too comfortable and too complacent. Um, it wasn't my plan. You know, I was just, I was just kind of going through with the regular routine, you know, mm-hmm. but once, once this hit, it allowed me to be in a uncomfortable situation where I really had to kind of think and be creative on how I could kind of tweak my purpose, kind of tweak mm-hmm. what I do. So instead of going to see kids face-to-face or clients face-to-face, I'm doing everything virtually. So mm-hmm. also this time has also allowed me to work on a lot of projects that I've always aspired to work on. Just ne- I just never had the time to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my cookbook that I'm working on. Um, oh. Yeah, you heard it first. Awesome. <laughs> Um, my, uh, my website, uh, you know, um, some other projects that I plan to work on. So I, I, even though, you know, this pandemic has been very unfortunate, it's been very stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make the most out of it and looking at the positives on how that can make me better and how I can make other people better. Right. Um, for my birthday, for every year, my birthday is in February. Um, every year now, I did the first one this, this past, well, this year, because I already uh, passed in February, I'll be doing a give back to feed the homeless. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm going to be some, so every year for my birthday, I'm going to be doing that. So I've been able to use my gift and my talents to use it for a purpose that's much bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's definitely the best part about being being a chef and being Chef Jojo. So. That is cool. Ooh. I'm definitely looking forward to the cookbook. Can you make sure you have some scallop and risotto um, recipes in there? Got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, I, if I had to choose one meal, like seriously, give me some scallops, risotto, and some asparagus, I'm good. For oh, I'm good amazing. For yes. You can add some shrimp in it because I'm a shrimp person. That's it? That's that, I am an amazing... <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm like, they don't have no risotto. They're looking at me like, no, man. But, but can you make it without onions? I don't like onions. No, and they put onions just, in all risotto. No, yes, no. they do. Mushrooms. I could do mushrooms, but not no onions. I, I haven't had and no much, what onions in it. Oh, I just couldn't taste it then. Yes, you can't. But I'm the type of person, I can see them and then I'm done. I don't want it. Of course. I'm also learning some vegan cooking. I just cooked for a group of ladies this past Saturday. 
um, I believe it was uh, for a birthday slash um, engagement party. She just got engaged. And uh, one of the young ladies who I cooked for was vegan. And oh. I've never made anything vegan before in my life. And the menu, they wanted um, rasta pasta, uh, scampi, uh, shrimp, and uh, chicken. And um, they were like, as far with the, vegan, with the young lady who was vegan, they were like, you know, just make whatever. You know, as long as it doesn't Not have make whatever. As, as, as long as it doesn't have any animal products in it, obviously. So I made a vegan Alfredo and it came out. She said to her, it exceeded her expectations. And that was my wow. first time. So I was like, okay, bet. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got something I could work with. So mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. So I'm just testing your skills. Too. Right. So, so like, so like I said, like never be complacent, never feel like, you know, um, you're like, like, like I said, however, like, no matter how good you are, there's somebody always better. So yep. whatever you could do to add to your repertoire, to, you know, to increase your knowledge. That's why, you know, I went back to, you know, learning the child and nutrition class. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's why I did that. Like always strive for greatness and, you know, making yourself better. I mean, if, if whenever you want to, you know, have somebody taste test, just remember, <laughs> give me a call. I don't like onions. I can pick the tomatoes out. I can make you like onions. I'm not worried about that. Uh -oh. oh, no. Oh, trust and believe. <laughs> you got to hide them to a point where I, I and it's very impossible, it's impossible for people to really hide them and me not know they're in there. Okay. I can do that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we talked, we was talking about nutrition, nutritional health and wellness. Um, I'm going to add that it's a huge factor in the growth and success of our children. Um, nutritional wellness emphasizes an understanding of today's food and eating trends and having, ensuring that your child have a healthy diet, regular exercise, can't reiterate regular exercise mm -hmm. um rest and positive thinking are principles of healthy nutrition and definitely um give y'all 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 last suggestions to to the listeners the parents out there about you know just making sure that you are uh, balancing out what you're giving your children during virtual learning and ensuring that they're not um drinking a soda and, and eating chips for for breakfast and lunch <laughs> Mm -hmm. Then you give them a healthy dinner. Doesn't right. work that way. Right. Um, but just mentally giving the kid, you know, I think with health and wellness, the, the mental part is also important as well. Making sure that when they have those breaks, the teachers are giving them those breaks, that they actually take a break. Um, I know in my household, it's, it's very easy for my husband to be like, nope, uh -uh, you need to review your work. It's like, no, let her, let, her, let, her, let her mind chill for a second. You know, so it's, that's part of, you know, a health being healthy and, and the wellness portion for kids as well. Mm -hmm. Anything else that I want to say? Nope, you hit it on the nail. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to we want to say thank you, Chef Jojo. Thank you, Chef Jojo. The time out. No problem. Um, for for joining us on the podcast. Um, you know what? We gotta do a we gotta do a sequel episode where um. I know where you could. <laughs> where, where where we cook and we do like a cool little recipe on the oh, podcast. See, then he go throwing ideas out. Look at Chef Jojo. I'll tell you. Rave reviews, I'm trying to tell you. That, oh, yeah, we got to put that together. Like yeah. this yeah. month. Let's do it. Wait a minute. Like, we ain't talking about Valentine's. Like, let's get there at another time. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Thank you again, Jojo, for um joining the podcast with us of course like jojo said he's going to be back and we're going to do some fun things so i think that'll be amazing yes. um of course jojo drop your um social media handle so everyone can make sure that they follow you he does post some amazing things and i, I i've learned a lot just you know seeing what he's supposed to my phone about. ready now <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all could um check me out on instagram at ll cool chef um, on Twitter at I am Chef Jojo, and you can find me on Facebook at uh, Chef Jojo. Awesome! So make sure that you also follow and like the podcast. Make sure you follow and like uh, Chef Jojo's pages as well. Um, the podcast is at Realities, and it's R A I A L I T I E S. The podcast. So make sure that you download and listen and listen. 
for us for next week. We have something amazing as well for health and wellness next week as well. So thank you all. Contradiction, get some factual and fiction. A little crazy, little sexy, little.